Hey everybody, welcome to the Blue Ridge Church of Christ podcast. My name is Phil Bruns. Thank you so much for taking time from your day to be with us. Have you ever had any missed expectation? Like, oh man, I thought my team was going to win the game today. Well, today we're going to look at a lesson in Matthew chapter 19 in a lesson titled, Jesus, Lord of Missed Expectations. You know, our lives get altered when something happens and you weren't expecting that. Missed expectations will almost always throw equilibrium or the how's my day going gauge to one end of the spectrum or the other. Missed expectations uh, really are a fact of life, aren't they? You know, missed expectations, they actually can feel great. Have you ever reached into your pocket and found money that you didn't think you had? Or went to a movie that ended up just being much better than what you thought? Or maybe the kids went to sleep when you put them down to bed. Your team, expecting to lose, wins the big game. These are all fun, and they always brighten your day. And we're like, oh, thank you, Jesus, for that encouragement. My team won this game. But then there are other times when missed expectations aren't so much, and they're more of a letdown. Your favorite team loses the game. The movie you thought was going to be good was actually horrible. Can I have my money back? But we can get over those kinds of misexpectation because there's bigger ones. My marriage or my family hasn't quite turned out as I thought it might. My career is stalled. My job just isn't what I had hoped. The church just isn't what I thought it would be. I thought that person might be more understanding. Maybe you can identify with one of those or maybe it's something else. You know, we've all lived with missed expectations. In Matthew, looking at a moment when the disciples were on the this isn't how I thought it would go boat and how Jesus helped them and how it can help us today. Jesus, Lord of missed expectations. We're going to look in Matthew chapter 19. I'm going to start reading in verse 16 out of the NASB version. And someone came to Jesus and said, Teacher, what good thing shall I do to obtain eternal life? He said to him, Why are you asking me about what is good? There is only one who is good. But if you want to enter life, keep the commandments. Then he said to him, Well, which ones? And Jesus said, You shall not commit murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. Honor your father and mother. And you shall love your neighbor as yourselves. The young man said to Jesus, All these I have kept. What am I still lacking? Jesus said to him, If you want to be complete, go and sell your possessions and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. But when the young man heard the statement, he went away grieving, for he was one who owned much property. He was wealthy. He was young. He had everything going for him. He was probably even good-looking. He was even a moral guy. He was just a good, wealthy, good-looking guy. He went to Jesus, and I wonder if he had, had come to him before. But either way, he knows he is lacking something. He's missing a qualification. But Jesus says, you know, go sell everything. Why, why did Jesus say this? Why this guy? He actually didn't say that to Peter or to Andrew or the other disciples. 
when he called them to follow him. This guy's expectation is that he could just do something to be saved, just, just one more thing. Or maybe he even thought he was already there. He was just looking for a confirmation. But the statement from Jesus indicates that he's not even close. Not good enough deeds, not enough meetings uh, to go to, not enough uh, uh, you know, things. There's just not enough. The difference in him and Peter Peter in Luke chapter 5 says, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. There's a big difference. There is a difference of this man coming with just needing that one more thing. One more good deed, or maybe just a confirmation, than where we saw Peter. Lord, away from me, I'm a sinful man. Or Matthew himself, who writes this, he left a tax collecting table to follow Jesus. This man thought he was good, checking in for the one last good thing that he needed. Maybe a donation, maybe serve someone in need, sponsor a homeless man, maybe. Filled with pride and arrogance to think he could do one good thing to cross that salvation threshold. He really was a good guy, the kind of guy that would make the world a better place, I think but he was not even close to having a relationship with God, and he had no idea. He had missed expectations. He had missed expectations because his expectations were, they were not embedded in humility. He was about himself and about his good life, and thus he goes home sad. We continue that story. Jesus turns to his disciples and says, Truly, I say to you, it will be hard for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven. And again, I say to you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were very astonished and said, Who then can be saved? And looking at them, Jesus said to them, With people this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Then Peter responded and said to him, Behold, we have left everything and followed you. What then will there be for us? So the disciples see this all take place, this rich young ruler coming to Jesus, looking for that one thing, looking for that one, uh, that one activity, the one uh, rule, the one thing for him to do. The disciples seeing this all. And they're astonished. They're like, say what? Go sell everything? They, they themselves are actually experiencing some mixed expectations. These expectations actually weren't off base as it relates to the rich young ruler. You know, it was a common held Jewish belief at that time. Similar to a, what's known as a prosperity gospel, that the better you are, the more you'll be blessed. For instance, in Deuteronomy chapter 28, now to be, now it shall be, if you diligently obey your Lord your God, being careful to do all his commandments, which I am commanding you today, that the Lord your God will put you high above all the nations of the earth. All of these blessings will come to you and reach you if you obey the Lord. Blessed will you be in the city, and blessed will you be in the country. Blessed will you be, will be the children of your womb and the produce of your ground and the offspring of your animals, the newborn of your herd, and the young of your flock. 
continuing down. It says, the Lord will open for you his good storehouse, the heavens, to give rain to your land in its season and bless every work of your hand. And you will lend to many nations, but you will not borrow. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail, and you will only be above and not be underneath if you listen to the commandments of the Lord your God, which I am commanding you today to follow them carefully. And do not turn aside from any of the words which I am commanding you today to the right or to the left or to pursue other gods to serve them. From Deuteronomy chapter 28, you could clearly see from the disciples' expectations and perhaps even this rich young ruler of, I've done so much good. What do you mean it's not enough? What do you mean I have to go sell everything? The disciples are shocked. And so their missed expectations here isn't crazy. It's not crazy thinking. If, if this good ruler can't be saved, well then who can? And can we? I almost picture them looking at each other like, oh my goodness, if he can't be saved, well, well what about us? If you go up farther, earlier in chapter 19 of Matthew chapter 19, you know, there's large crowds that are, are with him, as we see in Matthew chapter 19, verse 2. Verse 13, it says, And some children were brought to Jesus so that he could lay his hands on them and pray. The disciples rebuked them. Get the children away from me. But Jesus said, Leave the children alone and do not forbid them to come to me, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. After laying his hands on them, he departed from there. You know, both Mark and Luke have these stories back to back. This is a bad day for the disciples. The disciples are in a spot where, you know, get the children out of here. They rebuke the crowd. They're getting frustrated. They're tired. The kids are kind of running everywhere. People were everywhere. And Jesus says, no, let these little children come to me. So the disciples missed it there. And then they're there with the rich ruler who has much wealth, who has done everything right. He's, he's, he has obeyed all the commandments. And the disciples are thinking, Jesus, he can be one of us. How great would that be? But they had that missed expectation as well when Jesus sends him away. Well, when he walks away, I should say. When he walks away to Jesus' response of go sell everything. And then you can join us. You know, as we looked at Peter's question up above in verse 27 of Matthew 19, Peter responded, Behold, we have left everything and followed you. What can there be for us? Well, that makes sense. They've left everything. What is there? We can't do anything more. Maybe some doubts were creeping in. We've, we've left everything. Is there anything for us? Is this going to even be worth it? This isn't actually like I, going like I thought it would be. My expectations are totally missed, whatever they were. 
And I think in Peter's voice, you can sense is, Jesus, we, we need some help here. We need some help. So when you have missed expectations yourself, wherever they might be, just know you're not alone. Missed expectations have been in humankind for a long, long time, and we even see it in Jesus's disciples. We even see it in biblical settings. But no worry, Jesus is the Lord of missed expectations. So you're not alone. And thought number two is you won't be alone. Do your missed expectations ever derail you? Kind of knock your, your day back? Make your day from a sunshiny day to a rainy day? Or end up having what you would describe as a bad day? You know, our enemy can drive those missed expectation and drive wedges into our relationships. They are the things that can keep us awake at night and cause us to think ill of, of one another. You know, I thought this person was going to be more friendly. Oh, I thought this person was going to be my friend. I thought they would see how they hurt me. I thought they would see my expectations. But in our relationships with each other, that is not always the case. Sometimes we do have people that hurt us. Sometimes we do have people that miss our expectations. Sometimes we do have people that hurt us. And so for those bigger, deeper, missed expectations that are in our lives, we are not going to be alone. You know, some of those things, they may never get worked out. There may never be any restitution. You know, for the rich young ruler, I don't know that he ever got this worked out. There's no evidence that he did. Sometimes we can spend a lifetime working through the things that didn't turn out as we had hoped. We can spend a lifetime reminding ourselves to forgive people where they've hurt us and working on that. We can spend a lifetime processing hurts and situations from long ago, from our childhoods. You know, do you have things on your heart that you thought would be different than they are? You know, if it's turned out for the better, you're happy. There's no worries. If not, you might be harboring anger, questions, anxiety, or some other plaguing thoughts. You know, remember the disciples in this moment are like, who can be saved? I.e., this seems actually pretty impossible, Jesus, and we're feeling like we might be wasting our time. Jesus' answer is interesting. As we continue, Matthew 19, verse 28, Jesus said to them, Truly I say to you that you who have followed me in the generation and the regeneration when the Son of Man will sit on his glorious throne, you also shall sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. 
And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or farms on my account, on my name, will receive many times as much and will inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. So the disciples are asking, who can be saved? And Jesus' answer is not about, you know what, it's going to be easier. You know, we've got a continuous growth program that, that uh, will work for you. We don't have that. You're not always going to feel blessed. You're not always going to feel good. Jesus doesn't say any of that. But what he does promise is, he says, but let me tell you, if you just follow me, if you just hang in there with me, you're going to sit with me on this glorious throne. What an incredible, incredible statement. That was for the disciples, for us today, and for anyone else that's, that's listening or has read this. For anyone else, you know, saying you leave your life and wholeheartedly follow Jesus. Not just to do good things like the rich young ruler did, but to have humility, to leave your nets and to follow Jesus. You will be blessed and inherit eternal life. That's what he says. That also includes leaving our disappointments over missed expectations at the cross. You know, when life throws you lemons, leaving those lemons at the cross. You know, the disciples, you know, they're a good example here. They didn't harbor ill feelings here in this moment. They did go directly to Jesus with their struggle. They did go right to Jesus of Jesus, you got to be kidding me. We don't understand this. Who can be saved if this guy can't? Is it worth our time? They went right to Jesus with their struggling hearts. Peter would later write in his later letters about putting our complete hope on the grace that has brought to us in Christ. So what do we do today? What do you do this week? Well, one, realize that missed expectations often come because we just weren't thinking correctly to begin with. We just didn't have the right expectations. And so then when something happened, it missed our expectations because our expectations were off. And if we can realize that, that's going to help us a lot. It takes humility, sometimes takes help from other people. It takes a soft heart just to know it's like, okay, I didn't understand and my expectations were off. I just wasn't thinking correctly. Number two, as the disciples did, go to God again and again and again and again. Because when we lay our, our life lemons the lemons that, that, that our days have dealt us, so when we can lay those at the cross, lay those before God, God can help us. 
Number three, sometimes it's our responsibility to actually create a safe space for the others so that they can come to you, either in a small group or, or just you individually, for help. So sometimes it's the mis-expectations of, of realizing other people have them as well. And so it's for us, up to us, to create a safe space for others to work through their difficulties. And number four is just to get help with the dis disappointments that you've been dealt. You know, this may mean professional help. Not to correct you, not to show you how you are wrong, but to help you process and come to peace with the disappointments that life gives you. I think then and only then can we put our hope fully on the grace brought to us in Christ, as Peter wrote. Jesus is the master, and he is the Lord of misexpectation. And so that's a great example here in how to work through those. I hope that was helpful, and if you liked it and would like to hear more, please don't forget to like and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're in the Charlottesville, Virginia area and would like to stop in and visit us at a Sunday service, please send us a note or visit our website at blueridgedisciples.org for more information.